2019 and uh i was taking like uh cbd thc gummies and i started like cutting out king tut's head on my ipad and and, uh and then i was like man what if i just kind of started placing that around itself into like fractals and i just kind of kept doing it and wasn't making anything in in and then i was listening to spongle and they've got this weird like tibetan music and it was like as I was getting higher, it was like, oh, and I was like, I started just feeling like I was watching it happen. And then I got to like one full circle and then I just kind of started like copying and pasting it and just kind of fitting it like puzzle pieces. And then yeah. as I was staring at it more, I was like, man, I remember, I, I just like, I, I think I was like, cause I'm weird. Like I also had like a, like seven hour long video of like a fireplace playing, just crackling fire. <laughs> cause sometimes I'll do that. If I'm just like really into it, I'll just put it on like that kind of like rainstorm. And I was thinking of like a bed of coals, you know, when you like look at like a, like at a bonfire or something, yeah, it's like yeah. light is like moving on the coals, but the coals themselves aren't changing. It kind of all flows. Well, it's like, fuck, what if I made these look like, like a bed of coals and so the original image is like an 8K resolution like wallpaper, but I've had it the image for like a year and a half. And oh, then that's last sweet. Week, yeah, thanks. Last week I was like, it's time for this to go on a hoodie. <laughs> just made it, go. threw it on. And so, yeah, that's this weird. I just walked downstairs and my mom looked at me and was what's that? I was like, <laughs> it's, like it's a long story. It's a sweatshirt. But uh, yeah, so, but because I'm a moron and I can't go one podcast without talking about myself for a couple minutes. Have you guys introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Mike. All right. I am Michael McCarthy, one of the members of At the Gaze Paranormal, based here in Buffalo, New York. And I'm Mike's brother, Steve, um, and another founding member of At the Gaze Paranormal and author too for uh, some paranormal vlogs. And so, ghosts are fucking real. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And there's no structure. There's no schedule to this podcast. There's no – you just chime in whatever you want about whatever. I don't, we clearly just talked about pharaohs for a minute. If, <laughs> one thing I've always thought about it is – and it's the analogy I bring up a lot – is like if you went to like pre-Joseph Lister times, right, germ theory – so you'd go to the doctor and you'd put the thing in the kid's mouth and, oh, all right, you know, you're sick. And then you wipe it off on your sleeve and go to the next kid and, all right, you're sick. And then everyone would get sick and it would just be like, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And it's like as you're just spreading it to people and right, then right. germ theory and it came with putting phenol on shit and like sanitizing it. Now we look back and we're like, how stupid were they? But at the time, if you had tried to explain to them, these people that, you know, electricity is still 50 years away and tried to explain to them that there are microscopic beings in the trillions that are spreading disease they will and they would burn you at the stake you're a witch you fuck are you talking about right right i often think that sometimes we're going to be looking ahead or looking back in a century two centuries we're gonna be like man those people must have been freaked out they called these things ghosts they said that they were haunted little did they know it was just you know, whatever, like, right, uh, right, right. Do you think it's going to do you think it's going to be something like that? And this podcast is entirely speculation. You don't need to cite anything. Oh. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. What do you think? You know, what's cool is like, um, there have been ghost stories since there's been written language. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's been oral history all the way up through the ages. The Greeks had them. Everybody has them. You know, there's something going on. Yeah. You know, there's something going on somewhere. And, and you're right. There, there could be some sort of advancement in the future. Actually, in my blog, the paranormal paradox. Like, I love like Stephen Hawking and like brief sure. history of the universe and things like that. Universe in a nutshell. And I try to kind of take our experiences and break them down one by one. Yeah. And see what what we know so far about science and how it can kind of maybe be explained although i still think we're very far off yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. no i was just gonna say because so much of how we think like we're very practical scientific thinkers and that that's how our mind works so for us to be in this kind of line of thinking and try and draw conclusions based on a physical world that is black and white where there is such a gray thing a gray area and whether it's based on your religious beliefs or whether it's for us, I mean, it's, it's a hobby. It's what we're interested in. It's what we're passionate about. Um, You know, we're not trying to change the world or change anybody's opinion about it, but it's just, yeah. The fact that we, Steve puts this in one of his blogs. It's really well, like how can we recreate this, experience you know finding a ghost you know for a haunted house when we feel something to a non-believer how do you get them to that point yeah and it uh and maybe you know maybe right in a hundred years down the line maybe there is something that's man look at these guys they're walking around with a camera and a emf detector trying to talk to people and and you know we just do this now and it's it's but I mean, you are right, Tommy. I mean, ether, right? The yeah, sure. In the universe, I mean that that was something to fill a void, literally and figuratively speaking, because they couldn't explain how light traveled through space. If mm-hmm. it was yeah, the concept of vacuums and all this stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So you're you're 100 right that yeah, right now we're just filling space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a big idea during Tesla's time, and then it kind of lost momentum, but it's kind of gaining momentum again. I've had him on twice now. Dr. Evan Alexander, the Harvard neurosurgeon that fell into a coma for a week in like 2008 or 10. And his his book, Proof of Heaven, this guy is a, he's a Harvard brain surgeon. I don't know how much more of a like, I'm smart, you know, title do you need? But like, that's a guy that, and he's now been going into it for like 10 years. What was his name? I'm sorry. Evan Alexander, E-B-E-N. Alexander and he wrote a book proof of heaven and I just had him on last week for his other book living in a mindful universe or living in a conscious unit but it's the entire thing is him going into it and this guy is I mean the most educated you know well-spoken guy and he's going into this whole thing and he's he's trying to take it from you know what we know through like traditional eastern uh I guess mysticism and but he's trying to kind of take that Joseph Lister approach, and he's like, this could very well be quantum this. But he talks about the ether. And he's going into it, and he's like, this. He's like, this doesn't have to be like woo woo. Like it can you can explain it. it. Doesn't make it any less real, right? He's like, you could just be in an, like I mean, think about think about like the radio. Like we don't think anything of it. Like right now, just or think about you and I just talking right now. Right now, yeah. But imagine if you had stumbled across a laptop screen 150 years ago. Not only would you be like, what is this smooth surface? And then an image comes on 
and there's a weird dude in a fucking pharaoh shirt <laughs> with the American flag and all the states are going to be like, the country's still... stars? Yeah, I'll be like, the country's still here, but you must be warned against voter fraud. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I'd be like, the, be like, the earth isn't flat. We're not the center of the universe. Germ theory, bitches. E equals MC squared. They would flip the fuck out. But now we would look back and we'd be like, oh yeah, no, it was just Wi-Fi. But you know, to them, to them, it's like they'd run to the church and like get on their hands and knees, and they'd be like, "Like Lord Jesus, please save me! I just saw a demon." Reality, that's, it's, yeah, it's, that, that, yeah, that's what it is, and that's what so much of it goes back to for a lot of people is that religious aspect and that faith. Yeah, um, you know, in whatever culture, whatever religious background you have, I mean, it's just we were raised Catholic, but yes. you know, we're, we don't, we we're not practicing Catholics, but sure. we, um, you know, we tend to think the the heaven and the hell model and you know we uh just trying to fit all these puzzle pieces whether it's the scientific part whether it's what they did historically or how they thought of the afterlife or how different cultures view it it's uh i think that's what makes this so interesting and us to have be able to have these kind of conversations where you can't point to somebody and say Oh, you don't believe in ghosts? You're wrong. Like the, yeah. like it, it's. I think that's kind of what lends itself to being such an interesting subject. Is yeah. just there's there's no right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and like all, I guess, great discoveries. Even when a lot of people start to all agree with it, you still can't. Again, you can't point to germs until there's a microscope. Like it just doesn't right. matter, right? You can't. I mean, you can't point to. Pythagoras, who the measuring the pyramids and shit and using like and determining the world isn't flat like who are you gonna like it doesn't you can get in a hot air balloon and maybe if you go up high enough without dying from lack of oxygen you might be like oh yeah it starts to curve like but right, there's no right. way you know it's even that it's like i mean imagine leo Szilard coming over from germany and being like if you put enough uranium together it's gonna make a big explosion like he originally did that and fdr had him like leave his office he was like fuck out of here he was like you <laughs> know just get out of here because you can't picture it yeah you know? and then finally he was friends with um who the fuck he oh yeah he was friends with einstein and einstein's like no no this is actually crazy and we need we need to do this because the nazis are doing that and paraphrasing fdr was like all right let's fucking give this some big dick money and one thing led to another and hiroshima and nagasaki happened at the end but i know you said you were paraphrasing but i think i think that was verbatim yeah that's what i thought it was yeah Um, i saw it on drunk history once yes (laughs) (laughs) duncan trussell on drunk history doing (laughs) tesla and he was like he was like fuck you Edison, fuck you but so for y'all what is what is the what is the most compelling I guess thing you've experienced? What is for the for the person that doesn't believe and again we oh yeah but yeah so like all the uranium it's like we can talk shit until finally July 16th 1945 we fucking make an artificial sunrise and everyone's like oh it's real. But until then it's really you just kind of have to look at the science or have faith or yeah what what information or not information or what experience or what anything anecdotal whatever would you say because i am on that i'm i mean as a i was i graduated college in 2013 i was pre-med i got into medical school and pharmacy school i was scientific like reductionism materialism as it gets 
But I am starting to lean more towards that. I think there's something else, and I don't know what it is, but I'm keeping an open mind because to say that I know for sure that it doesn't exist is about as anti-scientific as I could ever be. So for y'all, what's just like the, what's like the pitch? Like it's just, yeah. So uh, we each got kind of like a defining experience that we go to when like, because there's times where I'm like, am I wasting my time Mm -hmm. on this? You know, and actually I was to that point. It was probably around 2015, 2016, where we, we gotten things, but it's always like, well, could there be another explanation that's natural and occurring that we already know about? And it wasn't until we went to Rolling Hills Asylum in East Bethany, New York, right by Batavia. And uh, it's a former asylum. Um, it was turned into a retirement home in the late 50s. And it was an antique mall in the 80s and 90s. And then it was abandoned for a little bit. Now it's like Ghost Hunter's Paradise. I was about right? to say, that sounds like a perfect <laughs> storm for haunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. So uh, Rolling Hills has a uh, resident, a lot of resident spirits, but one of them allegedly had gigantism. There was a real gentleman there that lived there. They, they check the historical records. They show you the books and the ledgers. His name was Roy. They show you some of his furniture, too, because it was just huge. So they look at him as like a protective spirit of the property. We caught his voice once on like an EVP recorder, and it was pretty cool. But it was one night I was with my aunt um, and Mike here, and we were looking down the hallway on the third floor. They call it the shadow hallway because it's pitch black. There's no light. There's no power. I, I think the exit signs run on generators or whatever. And uh, we're looking down it, and it looks like this person keeps peeking their head out of a doorway. And we all see it, and we're all like, oh, yeah, look at that. We go down there. There's nobody in the room, right? And we're like, oh, that was cool. That was cool. So we come back up maybe about two hours later. And uh, there was a group doing a flashlight session. And Mike and my aunt Cindy went and joined them. And I went further down the hallway. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see if I could see this. Maybe my eyes were matrixing and we were, you know, all of us, you know. So I went down there. And of course, now I couldn't see anything. So I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe there was something to it. And at that time, there was a doorway right behind me. And I saw something out of my peripheral vision on this side. And it was huge. And uh, it was black. And it whispered right in my ear right away. And it said, hey, you're Steve. And uh, so I turned, actually, I thought it was him at first, like saying like, hey, Steve, let's go over here. I don't want to interrupt the group. Um, But it wasn't. I turned on my light. There's nothing there. And I was like, you know, I got the goosebumps, but my aunt got up right then and there. She's 40 feet away. She's like, what just came out of the room behind you? And I was like, what did you see? She's like, something just blocked you out of my view. I was looking at you. Something came out of the room, completely blocked you out of view until you turn around and turn on your flashlight. Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, i was super excited but you yeah know, the great thing about that story is we both saw it yeah. at the same time and that's when i was like you know what undeniably 100 yeah. percent, there's something going on yeah that, that was mine yeah yeah mine actually it kind of it, it's what got me started uh looking more into the paranormal this was probably 2000 mid 2000s maybe um I had worked at a restaurant and I was a closing manager and I just was shutting off all the lights and stuff, flipping the breakers. And I had my, I was facing the wall, turned around. And this was actually a restaurant that it was there for decades and decades. And there was always rumors that it was haunted Mm -hmm. and they were like, Oh yeah, an old lady died in the banquet room. And now she's haunted. And, but nobody really had any proof or just, it was an old live sale, whatever. So you know, there was always maybe a weird noise here or there or something, but nothing ever that would give us proof. So then when I, I was turning off all these lights, was facing the wall, turned around to leave in front of me, there was a figure, maybe about 
I don't know, foot and a half, two feet from my face, very long face, big open eye. They were black. They were just basically big, long holes and it had its arms up. But in, from what I can remember, I, it wasn't solid, but it was, wasn't, it was see-through. It was almost like misty. And yeah, yeah. And it scared me enough to where I literally jumped back into the wall and like crashed against the wall that was behind me. And by the time I shook my head, I was like, what the hell was that? And came to, you know, two seconds, whatever later it was gone. And I literally ran out of there. And I, first thing I did was called my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And immediately she's just like, what, what, what's wrong? What's going on? Like she said, just in my voice, she never heard me like that. And until then I never thought about paranormal anything. And, and, you know, I knew Steve, he had, he would, he had a good interest in it. And, um, this is what really made me want to learn more about it and what kind of led me down this path. Sure. That's horrifying. (laughs) It was, it was Steve. You're seeing a little like little interesting like a little curious you know he didn't the gigantic guy didn't seem maybe like evil he almost kind of seemed like he was just seemed like he was just kind of like fucking around you know like a wet willy it's like yo what up (laughs) like what up like nut tap (laughs) mike yours seems like it was a fucking demon from hell it's did i twist that up mike steve did i twist that up steve I'm Mike. Okay, I'm, we're just making I sure know. I got it right. Sorry. Yeah, you had, yeah, you're, you're oh, okay. Right. Mike, yours seems like a, like a like a demonic like wraith. Yeah, whatever was there, and and it actually led us to. That's where we did our first, I guess, quote ghost hunt. Where it's the night before Thanksgiving. It was the night before Thanksgiving because this restaurant was only closed on Christmas and Thanksgiving, so that we were able to shut off all of the power, all of the freezers and stuff with a, and, you know, just for a few hours, didn't have to worry about anything just so we had no interference in sounds. And we didn't really find anything then. It was our first time ever trying to do that. And, um, but after that, there was a lot of, there was a good amount of activity that people had a tough time explaining whether it was somebody would get there to clean up at like three in the morning. They came in to clean up from the night before. And I remember the one guy, he told us he was putting his bike away in the basement and he felt somebody right behind him so much that he actually turned around and swung because he assumed somebody followed him in there. It's three in the morning. Yeah. So it was something that was that real that made him think that somebody was going to attack him. And it was, I mean, you, we would hear voices. There was, um, another voices running up the stairs or something, heard right? voices running up the stairs. Actually one, one real interesting thing. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's plates in a restaurant, uh, there's plates. Um, there was a giant stack of plates and you heard, it just sounded like it fell right off of a table, a, a stack of 20, 30 plates and you could hear it. And it was as loud as hell. And, and our one, uh, other member, Jay, I mean, he'll, he'll talk about this and, so he he was downstairs by himself. So he goes up and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" And there was no broken plates anywhere, just nothing. Just it's it, the restaurant doesn't exist anymore. It's a parking lot, and it's uh, but it was weird. It's built like a split level house, and it was built before like any ADA stuff, yeah. any ADA requirements. Because if you were in a wheelchair, you weren't getting up. You weren't getting <laughs> so up. Yeah, because it was about ten steps to get up, and you had to go up these ten steps to get in the front door. And yeah. It's very strange building. It, it was. Strange. It was. That's so. 
and this is just like i'm just thinking even now as i'm like as i'm like talking to you like this is like you ever seen those memes on like on like black people twitter where it's like on that subreddit where it's like black people hear a noise and they'd be like fuck this i'm getting the fuck out of here white people hear it and they're like let's go downstairs and check it out <laughs> it's like and you know what it's it's exactly that's true why am i why do I, you guys do it why am i talking to you we're all just like <laughs> we're all like what's going on <laughs> like and, it, and it's funny because you know people ask if i if i'm telling about an experience or something people will be asked i they'll say i'd be scared as hell I, how do you not run out of there and you know i try to it's for us, it's an adrenaline rush. And yeah. I think part of it, too, is wanting to get more, just get something like, oh my, like a person, like a, a, the Holy Grail, the Holy Grail, which is like a full body apparition in front of you. And yeah. it's, you know, it, we want to find that and, and keep going. You know, we have fun going on investigations. And, you know, I always say if it's a boring night, worst case scenario is the, you know, four or five friends got to hang out and bullshit with each other yeah. for six hours or whatever. And yeah. so, I mean, it's, it's not like it ends up being a bad night. Um, yeah. There's nights where we go places and nothing happens. Sure. Nothing. But, but yeah, like, like yeah. I said, we, you know, yeah. we sit there, we, we bust, each other, bust each other's chops, but yeah, yeah. And then there's some nights where it's like, this can't be real. There can't be this much stuff happening. You know, it's just, yeah. Well, it's, I guess to give it credence, like, so in, 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 <laughs> 2014 i lost my oldest sibling to suicide but at the time i was down that was up here in maryland at the time i was visiting my girlfriend at the time in georgia and i went down there and i've you know it took me like three years before i ever told this story to like my parents and then eventually like my doctor and then now i like tell it more frequently on the podcast and sort of just like uh just sort of i say more just so it's like it bothers me less and now it doesn't bother me at all but I, and mind you, this is like as someone that was raised like Roman Catholic, like private Catholic school, but became like an atheist at like 15, 16 and was for like probably 10 years. But at mm-hmm. the time, the night before. My girlfriend was sleeping with her head on my chest and she woke up because my heart was beating so hard. And so she woke me up and just was like you're having a nightmare. And I remember waking and I never said anything, but the dream I was having was like watching my older brother just basically prepare to do it prepare to do the act and like get ready to but i later found out that well obviously it happened the next day which that's not weird as fuck but i later found out just to kind of coordinate you know looking at each other's texts you know what was the last thing you said to him what it it turns out that i was like watching it in real time while dreaming 599 miles south which creeped me the fuck out also, well, yeah. yeah, I have on a guy a lot, Dale Comstock, who is the youngest ever guy in Delta Force, just like a total badass, right? But he's as like clean cut American as you get, you know, never smoked pot, you know, it's just like he was in Delta Force at 23, worked for the CIA, like this dude's fucking James Bond. But he talks about like the weird experiences he has. And like I point to that one because it's not, you know, it's not all of us sitting here talking about ghosts. It's not some long-haired new age girl trying to sell you energy crystals right (laughs) it's dale comstock who is fucking like a clean cut this guy was like he would have fit in with like world war ii vets like you know he's as clean no no bullshit as you get there's no there's no praying your bullet hits there's nothing but ballistics and aiming like this guy is like this guy is a fucking ice man but he taught he came on i think episode 78 but he came on and talked about it and he was like, yeah, not only that, he's like, not only like that, but like, 
he's like, we were actually like taught to like visualize and experience like ahead of time, like success and before, but all this stuff that you wouldn't expect. And he talks about kind of the same thing on other sides of the world when he was doing like covert missions, he would have like an, hadn't talked to his dad in a year, but was like, I got to find like the secure satellite phone. I got to call home and they can link me and be like, why? Be like, I just like, I have to talk to my, and it turns out he had a heart attack. And it's like weird shit like that. And I always point to Dale, not because his experiences are necessarily unique or stunning so much as like, that's a guy that doesn't bullshit. Right. 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 That is a, that is a, he has no reason to make up a story. Like not this. only that, he position to it. Not only that, he is just like he's a person that that has been just beaten out of. You don't make it to right. Delta Force if you're like, "Hey, full moon tonight, guys." You know, they're like, "Fuck out of here!" Like, Mercury's got... in retrograde. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, well, I looked at my astrology chart, and I... <laughs> it's like, no, are you gonna put this knife in your mouth and go crawl through a hundred yards of mud and kill that guy? It's like. Yes. <laughs> Mercury is right, in right. retrograde. No. It's do we have air support or not? Like, but that guy, but so what I'm getting to is like all these experiences, and again, myself, like super scientific nerd, all these things were Dr. Eben Alexander, the, the, the last people to point to like supernatural. Eventually, you kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, well, I don't know. Like in it, and I just know what I saw. So what you guys are talking about is like the thrill. I mean, it kind of sounds like you know, go exploring back before we had the whole world mapped out. Terrifying, you might die, but it's like, yo, we might discover a new piece of land. Like, make it eaten right, alive right. by indigenous people. But right, <laughs> right? And, and you know, I think that's and number one. I, I wanted to say, I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your brother. Oh, I appreciate you know? it, man. Yeah, it's been it's been six years. It, it's you know, it's good now. It's good. And um. You know, I, I think that um, one of the biggest things that people who say that ghosts aren't real the point to is that you cannot replicate the evidence, right, that, that people get on shows like Ghost Adventures, all that stuff. You can't replicate it in a laboratory setting, right? That That's the biggest thing that people say because all other things you can. Uh, one of the analogies I like to use is, is a storm chaser, you know, like um, tornadoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know now how to predict them. Uh, fairly accurately, right? We know when storm systems are to that point and things are pointing in the direction that a tornado is going to form. We have warning systems and it's all based on trends and analysis of what, 200, 300 years of, of people probably studying this throughout the Midwest. And it's the same thing with us, right? Uh, there's got to be trends. There's got to be certain things and certain criteria that's needed for the observable, observable phenomenon of the paranormal uh, to be observed in our reality. Mm-hmm. As, and that's what we're chasing after. And, and we were talking about thrills. And I think some people, when they hear like some ghost groups say like, oh, we're chasing, you know, it's, you know, we get, uh, we get a thrill out of it. The thrill doesn't come from being like scared about like a ghost. The thrill, like you, you hit it right on the head. It's about going after what we've been seeking, that white whale, you know, whatever it is yeah. and getting closer to it, getting closer to it, getting closer to it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're, you're shedding light on like the pitch black, right? It's, you're fucking stepping onto the moon. It's like, it's fucking terrifying, but it's mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you gotta know, like you can't not know, right? It's right. And, and it's, and it's that unknown too, that like every time we go out, like it could very well, like, are we going to do something mistakenly and conjure up something demonic and our lives are altered going forward? And, you know, it's just that there's always, it's, 
it's it's never a dull moment where we're not thinking about you know okay we, we try and be respectful wherever we go and, and you know just like i said before we're amateurs we do this for fun it's just a group of us yeah. friends you know um so it's yeah just basically it's it's the thrill of it is what it comes down to i think for me it's that simple tommy i'll send you the link to to my blogs because actually I yeah think yeah it's yeah like, so like into what we're talking about right now i just kind of i want to read kind of some of the core tenets it's like a quick paragraph what i think are like hard truths about the paranormal reality um number one ghosts aren't energy they're beings existing in an adjacent reality and require energy just as we do to interact with those in our reality so i almost look at it like two circles right we got here's the paranormal reality here's our reality right and that small little overlap Mm -hmm. is where we Mike sees the things in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I see the thing right behind me. Um, you know, the, the contact with uh, someone that might have passed away recently in that that little area between yeah. dreaming and being awake. Yeah. You know, like that little sliver, I think, is is where uh, where we meet and where we're able to observe those things. Yeah. There are different levels of paranormal interactions that require different levels of energy. Um, there are defined laws of the paranormal reality that must be adhered to by everything in it, just like our reality. Sure. The paranormal events we witness are a sliver of an overlap between our reality and the paranormal reality. And number five, there are certain environmental conditions that must be met for either spirits from the paranormal reality or us in our reality to interact with that observable phenomenon. So, yeah, so those, a kind of friction almost like between yeah. worlds. It's kind of sparking, right? Yeah. So you were talking about building blocks earlier and, you know, I was just, I was, it's funny because I was just reading about, you know, I, I always pronounce it wrong. Quarks, quarks, Quark. quarks, quarks, you know, yeah, quarks. the subatomic particles yeah. uh, that make up electrons. The dog from Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Yes. That, actually, yes. The what? <laughs> the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that was the dog's name. Oh, really? Quark, quark? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know that. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Quarks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, so there's there's got to be some sort of building block, rules, Things that apply to this paranormal reality, the way ours has things, but completely different. You yeah. know, and Stephen Hawking uses a fish in a bowl as, as a setting, uh, you know, to explain that a fish defining its universe from inside the bowl is going to have different laws of, of things that are applicable to it as to us outside of that fish bowl. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's kind of where my head heads to when we talk about how do you describe the paranormal. Yeah, right. It's kind of like, um, fuck, what was his name? uh david foster wallace and he was like he's like trying to he's like how do you explain like that which is like outside our reality and he was like all right well one day two fish just graduated fish high school they're like swimming along the sidewalk with their diplomas and whatever about to go to a party or something and like an older fish walks by and he like looks at him and he smiles and he goes morning boys how's the water and they both smile and nod and they keep swimming finally one of them looks at the other and says what the hell is water but it's like, right? That's like, yeah, yeah. who's to say that's not what it is? Yeah, yeah right? Of the universe. Exactly, right? right? It's, yeah, that's like, who's to say that's not what it is? And again, who's to say it's not, you know, it's not, woo, it's a ghost. It's like, they could have absolutely defined laws of physics. They could have nuclear forces. They could have all this shit. Just like, just like Earth isn't the only planet that exists. They, they all obey physics, but you can have a super giant gas thing you can have something made out of like liquid methane but it's all like it's all fair game like why yep. can't that exist yeah no no you're exactly right so now i just for my own just sort of like white person in me that like needs to know more is like is it 
do you have any fear of it being like, and I, like I'm a pussy dude. I can't even when I say like when I mention a scary movie, I mean like like the three minute clip on YouTube I once watched like through a finger. But like <laughs> so I can't even say I've watched it. But like The Conjuring, I know they mention in one of it they're like it doesn't matter. Basically, it doesn't matter if you leave this home. Like the spirits latched onto you. Do you have that fear that you guys are gonna go like fuck around and it might not be gigantism guy that's just like yo what up like and it might actually be this like demon that latches onto you and it's like I'm just going to like destroy you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, hundred percent. That's a legitimate fear. Yeah. So I read. There's a great book, and obviously everyone knows um, Lorraine and. Um, and uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the Warrens. The, 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 the original. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the Conjuring. Yeah. Film, right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so they they wrote a book with an author called the Demonologist, and it's about some of their scariest cases involving demonic entities. And it's scary because, like, Edward. You know, Edward yeah. And uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, Lorraine and Ed, yeah. So, um, in a haunted house, right? you can get out of the house, right? When you're experiencing things and they're typical, like haunting things. And this is actually something I, I dive into and plan on diving into more of my blog is, is why, why is that? But with the demons, right? They latch onto people. They're, they don't haunt places. They haunt people. And you can get out and go to a church and you're still in just as much trouble as you are in their house. And th- that's the scariest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think they're like parasites. I don't th- like People call them demons, like you said, like the germ thing. I think they're, I think they're parasites from that paranormal reality that latch on and they, feed off. Of they live off you, the yeah. That we give, you know. Yeah, man. One thing I've been, I talked to like my cousin about it, is like, for better or worse, I love Alex Jones. I think he's hilarious. Sometimes he's right, and that's what's creepy. But me and my cousin were talking, and I was just kind of thinking, like, man, I loved watching him on Joe Rogan episode nine eleven. But he kind of, towards the end of it, I remember thinking, I was like, okay, he's finally fucking lost it. Like, deep state, like, okay, I can fuck with that. Like, globalist cabal, like, I can fuck with that, right? But then he was like, it's interdimensional aliens. And I was like, well, God damn it. Like, okay, I can't do it. <laughs> but as it's been a couple years, and it, it might just be that I'm opening my mind more. It might just mean that I've been using conspiracies like a hard drug and I'm building up a tolerance. And now I need, like, harder and harder shit. I'm like, don't give me that JFK shit. I need the aliens. Like, <laughs> right? I just like, you know, give me the good stuff. But i've been thinking more like just try to was it voltaire like the to the ability to enter the sign of intelligence is the ability to entertain an idea without believing it so i've tried to instead of shoot things down is that stupid like why don't i try to like meet it on the playing field and like you know that's like michael jordan or someone saying to michael jordan like he sucks at basketball i'm not playing him it's like why don't you go play him one-on-one and and show us that he sucks and so i try to enter so to say all that i try to entertain things now just like why don't I try to like meet it on like an academic playing field? Some are simple. It's like, let's meet flat earth on an academic playing field. Someone tied a GoPro to some garlic bread and a balloon went up and it's like, all right, well, okay, check that one off. Okay. We got it. Earth's round. But with demons, the one thing I've been trying to like be the devil's advocate. And if I had to argue it, not that I believe it, but if I had to argue it, how would I argue it? Like if my life depended on it and the only thing I could kind of think of is I love everything about the Cold War. The Cold War was just horrible but sexy. I've had a ton of authors that worked in the CIA at the time that, you know, in the shit, Dale was in Delta Force during the Cold War. 
And I always think about like Vietnam or Korea, Afghanistan with the Soviets in the 80s. Like, we know that proxy wars exist, right? Mm-hmm. Syria right now, we don't go toe-to-toe because if we did, there'd be nuclear war and everyone would be dead. So like America and China, America and Russia, like we all fuck around in proxy wars, which is basically I put my hand up the ass of this group of people, you put your hand up the ass of that group of people, and we fight, you know, like puppets. We give right, them. Right. And so what? And so let's just let's just break it down into what is it. We have a battleground, and then we have technologically superior people that give them weapons to fight. So, again, you come down and hey, I know you're in I know you're in Vietnam, and you know you're a rice farmer, but like hey, here's a thermal scope for your AK. They don't know what the fuck it is. They don't know where it comes from. But it's like don't worry about it. Here it is. Go fight. One thing I I can't pull away from is, what if Earth is a proxy ground or a, a proxy war ground for technologically advanced species or beings that are so advanced that kind of like the guy freaking out about you know my image popping up on a screen and he's like what the fuck is that? Yeah, who's to say that they're not so advanced that we call them demons or we call them angels because they're ethereal and they're you know maybe morphing through walls and we're like man these are but reality it's like they've just got a bigger defense budget i know that was a long rant but that's what i'm trying to like yeah no no i i I get what you're saying yeah i totally get that yeah hold on i think my buddy paul's about to join us you guys good to go for like another like half hour yeah Yeah, absolutely paul paul yeah what's going on paul can you see everybody i can see everybody all right steve mike introduce yourself to my buddy paul paul Paul, you're supposed to come here earlier. I'm a little upset. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> I am very. I had a I, day from hell. I'm sorry, man. Well, speaking of hell, we are talking about demons, so hop did right you on see in. I prepared with my background. I did, and it's <laughs> okay. well. So we're talking about demons and shit. And Paul originally sent me a photo uh, the last time we spoke, right before the election, of a demon that someone took in like a haunted house. But that's what we're talking about with you guys, like seeing shit in your periphery or down the hall. Is there any way to like for sure capture it? Do these obey like optics? Can they be? I've been talking for like 10 minutes. I haven't let you guys say a fucking word. Sorry. No, no, no. actually, this is actually what I hit on in my first blog. And actually, uh, we actually um, have a video on our YouTube channel of a shadow figure that we caught running in uh iron island museum and uh yeah there's a clip on our youtube thing and and we actually saw it with our own eyes about two years prior we were in separate rooms he it it ran down the hallway towards mike and then into the room where i was and at the same time we're like did you just oh my god what did you just you know (laughs) and uh so we talked about it and then mike and greg were in one of the rooms and i was over at the command center and uh mike was filming he must have not been looking at the lcd because he didn't even notice it and i didn't notice it until months later we're going through the footage and what do we see? That black shadow running in the room, and it's the size of a child. That's what we saw like the, the first time, the height of a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, I was like, okay, that's got to be Greg moving or something. So then I, I went through about an hour of footage of Greg getting up, what his shadow looked like. I dismissed everything that I could possibly dismiss, and that's what we were left with. Is At first, I knew it was it because that's what we saw with our own eyes. But, yeah, after we knocked everything out, Fuck that. it was able to be filmed. Fuck that. Yeah. Paul, and I, 
love to hear what you two dudes think of this photo that I have. I was about to say, can you drop it? In the, can you drop it in the chat? I can. Um, so you, let's... he dropped it last time. Was he and I talking? I deleted it off my phone and I deleted it out of my text messages because I was like, I'm not letting this thing latch to me. But apparently, <laughs> we're jumping back in. Right back in with both feet. Um, the background here is this. They felt something at the top of the stairs, took a photograph, saw nothing, but this is what was on the film. Okay. I'm, okay. Okay. We got, we got it open now. Oh, wow. You got to zoom out a little bit and then you yeah. can see the face. Oh yeah. No, I can, we can definitely, definitely see the, the face. Yeah. For, so, every, for everybody watching, I have it pulled up on the screen. And as you zoom out, you can see eye, eye, nose, mouth. And that is a fucking demon. Yeah. That's the real thing, I think. That's why I wanted you guys to tell me what you thought. Yeah. So, and, and not to be, you know, uh, dismissive, because I, I, I try to be, um, I just try to approach things with an open mind left and right. Um, are there any photos before and after where, you know, nothing was there and then this was there? Yeah. Gotcha. And then this was the image that you guys got uh, kind of in the middle of those photos. Right. And wow. this was taken at the bottom of the steps. The entity they felt was at the top of the steps. So when they snapped it, it's almost like whatever it was rushed the camera. Right. Right. What did they feel at that moment? Uh, definitely a wrongness. Oh. And there were all kinds of uh, things going on doors opening and closing, objects moving, wow. writing appearing on the walls, things of that nature. For I mean for Stephen Mike image. For Stephen Mike, background on my buddy Paul, uh Paul's a lawyer that actually was instrumental in killing John Wayne Gacy. Oh wow. And, yeah. Gotcha. So Paul like Paul fucks with re like real real demons. And yeah. <laughs> so so that's why again, that's why I again Paul's not just like, ooh, a ghost. Like, oh, yeah. no, when, no, 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 when he brings yeah. it up, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, when when you get a little bit of context and background in it, it definitely makes the picture a bit clearer. And it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a horrific image to see. It's not pleasant to look at. Yeah. No, I've yeah. never seen a full-bodied apparition, but the thing you saw was very inhuman. But it, was, it had human features. Yeah, and you know what? It, it's funny. Um, can, can Paula, you, I was given a story can about... You can you explain that one again to Paul? I'm going to go pee. Can you tell him that story again? <laughs> yeah. About the fucking... It's disgusting. So <laughs> so I, I worked at a restaurant, and I was the, the night manager, and I was closing up shop. Everybody was gone, uh, 11 o'clock or so at night, and I was facing the, the breakers, and I was turning them all off. And when I turned around, there was just this figure standing foot and a half, two feet right in front of me. And its face was extremely long. It had two eyes that were, there was nothing in them. They were just big black holes. And it had, it looked like arms that were up. And it was just, it, it startled me so much that I literally jumped back into the wall. That was, that I turned around from. And as soon as I kind of shook my head and, and got myself together, it was, it was gone. And, and I literally ran out of there. And, you know, prior to that, people would joke around like, Oh, this restaurant's haunted. And there was nothing that anybody definitively said, you know, there was a rumor that an old lady died in the banquet room and now, you know, her ghost haunts it. And it, it it's, the picture that you sent, like I'm looking at the the shape of the face and it, how it's like wider at the top and gets 
thinner at the bottom and it had a, a long open mouth. The, the only, when this happened, this probably was 15 years or so ago when it happened to me, but like I, the only kind of difference I see between the two, is maybe the eyes, like the eyes I remember in my experience were a little bigger, but like, honestly, you see the pupils, you could see the pupils in your picture, but the shape and the open mouth and just where the eyes are and how it's not necessarily symmetric. Um, that's very similar to my experience and what I remember was directly in front of my face. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's bringing back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, something that I, I I've, I've experienced. It makes you wonder wow. like if Lon Chaney, cause it's very Lon Chaney-esque. It is. Like if he like had experienced things and that's how, uh, helped him draw some of the things that he drew his inspiration, his makeup, yeah. like cause some of, the, yeah. some of the stuff he did was so horrifying, you know? And even to this day, even to this day, yeah. What it reminds me of the most is a 1929 silent film called the man who laughs man who laughs yeah man who laughs yep uh inspiration for the comic book villain the joker the joker who laughs yeah, yeah the batman yes yeah. actually i got him uh you know right up here we'll... oh paul pa, are you in your man cave here we go uh, no uh, i have that in my i have that in my man cave. i was gonna say paul's got a man cave and i, I realizing now i'm like it looks a lot like y'all it's like he's got a yeah all <laughs> batman shit yeah it's not that different yeah. really yeah, it's so. Uh, I, I, do you mind giving like a, a little bit of history about the building that this was in? I, I don't know as much about that as I should. I uh, uh, a friend of mine is a demonologist by the name of Carl Johnson. He was the first on the scene for the original of the uh, Conjuring House. <laughs> oh, wow. and he brought in the the Warrens, and this was more active in the conjuring house wow. and i'll have to connect you guys with him he can tell you the whole story a lot better than i can but uh, one of our plans for next month is to go to rhode island and to, to actually spend some time in the conjuring house paul with carl johnson why oh tell why? me you do no i'm not i'm staying here <laughs> well, in a, i'm staying here in a in a in a i have a sprinkler system of holy water that's going to create a sphere around me. And I'm going to sit in bed with a cross. But There's I, no harm. You can bring all that stuff with you, Tom. You know, that might be the way to go, though, is like, or just get super. Do you guys, when it's, sorry, I'm, I'm just going off the wall. Paul, why, how are you guys doing that? Is it like a free place to go to? Is it not like no. private property? It is a private home. Carl has maintained contact with the owners over the years and he says it remains active um, but it was not as active as the house that I, I showed you that picture from and that's Carl's picture uh, and where was the it, where was it located in Rhode Island in Rhode Island okay wow yeah you know, I'll definitely get you guys connected with Carl. You guys could share some pretty fascinating stories. No, I'd love definitely, to. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. Do you guys? Have, do you guys have a? I'm sorry, I should have known more. Do you guys have a podcast? We do not. We no. do not. No. Why not? 
Uh, Mike's just too cool. I'm know. too cool. Honestly, it, it, if anything, it's probably a, a, a time thing. I mean, yeah. we we all, I have a son. I mean, we, we're all, you know, we Real have life. our lives going on. And yeah. we work different schedules, too. So, it, honestly, it's probably a time thing more than anything. Well, but. Fuck, well, I was, I was going to say, I would love to, uh, Paul, if you can get if you can get your demonologist friend, I was going to say I'd love to get you guys all together, but I also didn't want to rob you guys of an episode. Fuck, if you don't have a podcast, I don't give a shit. Let's do it here, then. Is, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't yeah, want to, like, we can po- do that. I didn't want to poach it, fun. but all right, yeah. So, Paul, I was just about to ask, um, I forgot, I forgot what I was about to ask. Um, ah, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Damn I was it. Just like, Damn it. We've all been oh, there. Wait till you're my age. Oh, no, you know what? It, it, was, it was actually a comment. It was, I was just going to laugh because the reason, you know, Tommy was, uh, was excited was because literally two minutes before he came on, we were talking about The Conjuring House and Lorraine and Ed Warren and the book, The Demonologist. And it's, no it's, kidding. Yeah, 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 it's a funny coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. So, yeah, in a way, I'm looking forward to it more. It's, it's my wife's want to desire to go see this house than mine, but I will drag along with my crucifix. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you have to. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to go, but you definitely need to. I'm going to stay here. But, but so what we we're talking about with the Conjuring, and oh, by the way, got, Steve, Mike, when I said earlier you'd go for another half hour, we can go as long as we want. I just, I, I don't want to keep you. Yeah, I have no schedule, so yeah. wherever it takes us. Gucci. So we were talking about the conjuring and in the the clip that I saw because I refused to watch the whole movie is they talk about how it don't laugh at me, Paul. Is how it latches on. It doesn't matter if you leave, it latches on to you. Right? That being said, Paul, why are you going? <laughs> well, uh my belief system is that uh, these things of the time are not demons at all. There's a variety of psychiatric problems. There's hoaxes. There's, uh, I think there are situations where the human mind can manifest things that we don't know that it can. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's that one-tenth of one percent, maybe, where it really is a demon that doesn't interest me so much i don't think i want to be involved in that but i don't necessarily think this is this is a real thing that uh annalise michelle is an example of one of those tenth of one percent that i think was real yeah um i can't sit through listening to the transcripts of, of that exorcism i just the hair on my arm stands up and I don't know what you guys think about that case, but I'd sure love to hear photos, what you think. The photos are of her right before she passed are just so... I, I can't even look at them without no. getting like, the shivers because, it, it, it's, A, it's just such a traumatic thing to for to imagine someone going through that. Sure. And I know she, she kind of felt like she was bearing a burden you know, for us because mm-hmm. uh, she was so religious, but... Very uh, Catholic opinion. Yes, yes, and... Uh, it's just it's sad to see that the you know her teeth were gone she was emaciated and has there ever been anything similar to that where they could maybe point to like this is a hyper rare disease but there's not is there i want to say that there's some cases of that but i mean like in general like on not just that you know like teeth disappear withering away but it's like speaking in a baritone voice as she like rants about like demonic greek Oh, in, in Latin, in and Latin, Chinese, yeah. and and 
uh, Aramaic. What the fuck? And all these other languages she spoke in. Oh. oh. What the fuck? No, thank you. It's scary, too, because, I mean, most of the time, right, with demonic cases, it's there's an invitation somewhere, right? So you wonder where hers was. What do you mean? Usually it's it's someone that's attempting to make contact with something and, you know, especially in the demonologist, there's a common thread of an invitation starts with something paranormal and innocent, but it opens a doorway, usually with a Ouija board, um, to summon something that's not innocent. Right, I, I don't want a Ouija board anywhere near me. I don't know about no, you. No, no. I haven't put. I haven't worn this cross in probably a solid, probably a solid sixteen years. But uh, just kidding. just feel the need. Just feel the need, not for speed, but to keep demons away from me. But you um, know what's interesting too is is every culture had like an aspect of demons. You know, like yeah. the Hindus had aspects of it. The Native American indigenous. Uh, my fiance's uh, family is 100% indigenous on her father's side. And oh, yeah. I've, you know, they've explained the Six Nation things um, as far as their belief systems and the stuff that is on the reservation. It's scary stuff, but what's, what always makes you think is like, okay, if a, if something's not Catholic, how does an exorcism through the Catholic church work? You know, or how does a Native American or indigenous uh, ritual work to clear? And it, so there's gotta be something that's cross-cultural mm-hmm. that is a common thread with all of those things and all of those belief systems that is able to expel or push away these negative entities. Yeah. Right. It's almost like, um, I remember Joe Rogan said it best. He was like, why MMA is so popular now. And he's like, because if, you know, you grow up watching football and someone else grows up watching cricket to you a foot stepping over a line might be oh shit oh shit but someone who's never watched that sport would be like what happened versus mma when someone just cleans someone else with knuckles to the forehead that's cross-cultural that's like oh man he just got he just got knocked the fuck out it's probably it seems like i feel like that's what you're getting at is like yeah catholic baptist buddhist or uh, muslim or whatever Native American, it kind of seems like it's like a general evil that's met with like a general, I don't know, like good or like rebuke or like, right. yeah. And it goes back to magnetism, things like that, you know, like, I don't think it's magnetism, but you have the the, the two opposite ends, you know, like, yeah, th- there's got to be something to cancel something out. And it's got to be the threat to be there. <laughs> Fuck around, find out. You guys are fucked. I'm ready now. King but, Tut will keep them away. Yeah, King Tut. King Tut might have been into them, actually. I might be conjuring them through, as I'm wearing, like, an Antichrist portal on my shirt. Like, my, <laughs> right. my eyes are going to flip back. And, but, like... <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it does seem like there has to be, like, a, a choice between good and evil, like, freedom to choose. Like, maybe going really big on Elon Musk with simulation theory or... And the idea in Hinduism and Buddhism, Leela, the play, we are here to just learn lessons and here to, I mean, really just play. We are God and we have an infinite amount of time, so we're just playing. The idea is that there are demons and there are angels. And the thing is, is like kind of to make the play more interesting. But it's also like, yeah, freedom. Like if you, um, you know, if you want to ask a, you know, demons will come and try to fuck with your free will and you can let them in you can be like screw you know it's kind of the whole sell your soul to the devil so you can be elvis versus like 
the good, it's harder to have come in. It takes more time, right? It's like working out instead of using steroids. But if you put in the effort, you can kind of you can kind of do it more. Or I guess it takes time mm-hmm. versus like a demon might be again kind of like that proxy war, right? It's the CIA coming in and giving you some guns, like. You better think twice, but you say, hey, we're just taking guns from the CIA. It's like, dude, you are making a deal with the CIA. <laughs> like, you better know, like, what you're getting into. It might it's be a, that, right? It's an interesting concept. I, I'm So I'm working on a fiction series. It's like a dark fantasy that Fuck takes yeah. place in contemporary times. And the villain, it's theological based, and the villain is, is a second in command for the devil. And that's a theme that he explores and he talks about is that human nature is to destroy and to forgive takes effort yes and to you know so he he likes to play to that like why are you even giving effort like just go with it go with what you were designed to do to destroy yeah yeah man if that's not like maybe we're maybe this is just a a fancier um manifestation of of entropy or enthalpy right the universe goes to a state of disorder that is the base of everything we can break it down into biology and quasars and quarks and all that shit tectonic plates and whales but ultimately everything at at the very core what it is is it's just it's a state of order going to a state of disorder that's what's happening in the universe right you stack up a bunch of blocks you clean your room your room always just gets dirty it doesn't just get clean right You, you can drop a no one ever no one ever just dropped glass together and accidentally built a, a cup. It's you drop a cup and you destroy it and there's glass everywhere. Maybe this is just a, we call it demons, but really it's just like a fancy way to drive entropy forward. To destroy. To destroy, destroy yeah. Maybe, yeah. It, maybe it's just, it just, maybe it really does just obey the laws of thermodynamics. That's all it is, is they're, they're facilitating destruction. I don't know. But then where do they come from? I have no idea. Paul, don't ask me the big questions. Don't, don't put me on a spot like that. I thought you were on such a good role. I was curious as to where it was going to play out. Nope, nope. You just kicked me in the nuts. You just stole my thunder. But I think we could get there, though. You know, like I think we sure. can not not to that reality. I think reality's someplace we can't go. But I think identifying the trends and analysis is of people that experience and you know investigators that experience paranormal phenomena documenting it see what those environmental conditions are to catch that storm that tornado and then being able to define it can help answer what that paranormal reality looks like what are the rules in physics that define it you know quantum physics i think have the answers yeah yeah we got into earlier yeah it seems like right that's where all the contradictions flow together right it's do you think it could be something like um I don't think of like Victorian era, like scuba diving, those massive metal suits and you're going down there and it's like, I mean, you're probably going to die. But then again, it's like the Victorian era. It's like, dude, you're, you're going to die anyway. It's just like, you know, you, you cut yourself and you're just going to be dead of an infection in a week. It's, but you sort of go into that area or Buzz Aldrin, right? Walking on the moon, getting that data. Is there a way that you could, you'd have to get someone like yourself researching this is there a way that you can sort of put the scuba suit on and like what do you do do you start asking for demonic intervention and you're like recording it or is that a slippery slope do you does it start to take you over and you're like fuck it i'm gonna be a portal for the antichrist and it's like then we're fucked (laughs) i think we're wearing the scuba suit already and that's 
part of the journey is that we are more What's than that? the sum of our parts. What's that noise? Do you want to I don't know what noise. Do you not hear like, it like birds chirping? Yeah. Yeah, like interference somewhere. I swear to God, if you guys were bringing demons into my podcast, I swear. I, swear I, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't hear that? There's like an interference, yeah. It's it's some something in the wireless. Paul, it happens, yeah, it happens yeah. on our wireless cameras when we set it up sometimes. Yeah. So something Steve carries I, with him. I swear, if you're bringing this, if you're bringing this into my life, I swear to God, <laughs> I will, I will be the definition of haunting to you in the afterlife. Um, <laughs> Working the Ouija board right now. Damn it, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that right? Because we've ha- I've had on Mitzi Purdue and I've had on Christy Wells, who both uh, are pioneering anti-human trafficking uh, nonprofits and like real like raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Like they are like biggest in the nation. Like they are legitimate movements. And to say that is so it's not just some like Alex Jones rabbit hole. It's these people talking about. I mean, they talk about. Um, you know, the people that go in, the customers to have sex with toddlers, they say like a drug, they have higher and higher tolerance. It's kind of like what we joked about earlier with conspiracies, right? You start with JFK, but then eventually you're like, I need like the reptilian lizards that are ruling the, the White House, right? But like a drug, I mean, it starts with just like child pornography, like watching and then like witnessing and then taking part. But they say it keeps going and going and going to the point where there is like satanic ritual abuse there is putting them in cages and lighting them on fire there are uh, paying men to literally rape them to death or to kill them and it's it's this is how these people get off and they have the money to do it and they have the wherewithal could that be i mean is that a manifestation of like demonism like what else would a de- what else would a demon be because that where it comes from if that's where you get off is it slipping through this world in the form of i mean abusing toddlers no i i think personal responsibility uh, you know on those people i don't i i, it'll I like be that easy i like to say, i like yeah, that answer <laughs> fuck them <laughs> fuck it'll them. be easy for them to say it's a demon and take the blame off them right, right. but it's 100 percent themselves like you said yourself we all have a choice right yeah we have a choice yeah i, like, I don't think I like those that. influences yeah. push yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. I like that, right? Because it's like trying to plead insanity. And it's like, no, you're just a you're just a pedophile. Now, I think the Annalise scenario is more likely. You know, like if something is attached to someone, it almost degrades them. You know, and and yeah. feeds off them until it, like I think a parasite really is just the best perfect analogy. You know, like those bugs that just latch on and just eventually kill and just become. Yep whatever it is yeah. and i think that's the more likely scenario is yeah uh, or are those people when they die are the, you know are those some of the dark entities in the, the paranormal reality you what know, are those you? sex traffickers those the people that have oh. Those, oh, you know okay. i don't think they're demons but i think there are dark things in there that probably were human at once that are just as dangerous as something that was never was human like yeah that's fair when we say demon i think something that was never human 
Cheryl. Okay. Okay. So okay. So okay. Like like this. I I, th- I don't I don't know if this was human or it, like this picture. We we still got it up, and it's been staring at us for twenty minutes. Why would you do that? I opened and closed it. Because <laughs> I don't want to sleep tonight. That's why. <laughs> All right. I, I respect the honesty. Big, big dick energy. Like, fuck it. I'm staying there up tonight. Go. Yeah. But does it want to be human? Or that's was that's it? the thing is so why does it take on why does it take on yeah. our form if it wasn't that is it an imposter is it you know disguising those are the questions that will keep us up and keep us going you know well, how else do they interact with the world sure you gotta come right, right the over world there. that we're in which is full right. of humans no that yeah. that's a that's a very good point yeah right because if you came on with cloven feet and you're 12 feet tall with horns and breathing fire like no one's gonna mess with that they're gonna be like yo no but if you come on in the form of a person you know maybe you'd be willing to talk right how else what isn't isn't the isn't the devil supposed to be like sexy isn't the devil supposed to be like super seductive yeah you know you want to be human is that what it wants yeah does it want that seed of destruction you know Paul, is that your dog? It's my wife's dog. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say it's my wife, and then you, I thought you were gonna end there. I was like, I was like, Aw. I was like, I was like, no. Paul's trying to sleep on the couch tonight. Um, <laughs> um let's. Uh, you guys are good for like another ten minutes? Yeah, and then we can definitely do it. We can definitely do another one because I definitely have more questions than this. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're we're always available. Hell yeah. Um. So, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards yeah the parasite hypothesis, right? Because like raping children, that, that that seems too easy of an out. And it's like, what did you actually do to further the demon cause? Like, did you destroy anything? Did you destroy? Did you feed off anything? And it's like, no. So it's I you know it's almost kind of like follow the money. It's like follow the destruction, right? If they are, if they are here to destroy. Nothing was really destroyed. It seems more like if there was a demonic uh, inhabitation, it would be, I don't know, like terrorism, maybe, like killing hundreds of souls. Or do you mean like, so when you get to destruction, do you mean truly like not inhabiting and destroying others so much as destroying the thing it inhabits? Like destroying you know, like, the thing it inhabits. Okay. I'm trying to think of the, the one bug where it like latches into the body. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, then... I know what you're talking about. It goes yeah, into the yeah. grasshopper and it makes it kill itself by yes. drowning. Yep. That's not good. That's not good that those exist. But who's to say that's not a mirror of of what a demon is? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> those are the questions I keep that and that's why, you know, as I work through each of the, the blog volumes, that's what I try to pick apart a little bit by a little bit. All these paranormal things that all these groups and all these shows and all people have experienced throughout the years, there's there's some kernel to, of truth to them. What is that kernel? How do we bring it back to the science that we know? And like you said, it might take the mystery away. But for me, that's what the game is. It's yeah. not a game. It's, it's I want that mystery away because I want to be able to explain it. So if a girl's being kept up at night because there's something in her bedroom, someone can help legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah right. It's. Yeah. It, it's sort of like uh, Joseph Lister. You're taking away like the mystery of like sickness, and it's like. No, I'm I'm extending human lifespan. Like fuck off. Like you know, get out of here with that nostalgia. Remember the good old days when we died at thirty? And it's like no, right? So it's sure maybe it's taken away the mysticism of like you know the demon and the black eyes and the you know it moves through the night. 
I don't think it makes it any less interesting. I mean, shit, we're here in 2020. Clearly, germ theory still is a thing, right? With a with COVID, granted, right, a virus, right. but like it doesn't make it any less impactful or mysterious. It's, yeah. Now, and because I'm just a total pussy, I kind of do need to like ask this: what what measures can you take to like stay safe? Like, do you have to invite them in, or is it like the good forces you have to invite in, but like the bad ones will come fuck with you regardless? It's a gamble either way. Yeah, it's, I mean, we try our best to, you know, we're not looking, like I've said a couple of times, we're just out there to to have fun and chase, you know, seeing apparitions or things like that and not travel to other dimensions or bring things into our world. So when we, you know, look for a place to investigate, we, we do some research about it and there's, it's more of a, I don't want to say a lighter atmosphere because it's we're still dealing with the paranormal what we believe but it's relatively speaking a lighter atmosphere you know it's we're not going to go to um places that are notoriously have evil spirits you know and and it's i think something that we actively try to do because i i just don't think we're we're just two regular guys i don't think we're well equipped enough to try and deal with a demon and you know i believe that there are people who can help others kind of understand the paranormal whether they're psychics you know i i believe psychics are real i believe 99 percent of the people who say they're psychics are really psychics or mediums you know whatever sure. term you want to use um but i think it's it, it goes back to just the um yeah, I think just kind of the, the parallel, the, the two dimensions that, that you, you just kind of protect in ourselves. There's no real way that I, I think we can say, you know, well, well, we'll do this and, you know, no bad spirits will come through. You know, we, we try and go in, we're, we're respectful. When we leave, we say, whatever's here, you need to stay here. Will that protect something from latching onto us? So, you know, if we truly believe, you know, I don't know. It, we feel very lucky that how we've been able to do this for you know, close to a decade now, and it's um, so far worked out, but it, it's still the first investigation we ever went on. My wife was like, oh, I don't, I don't care where you go. Don't bring anything home. And that, that was just, that's, that's the only thing she's worried about. I mean, she doesn't want to have to deal with, you know, all of a sudden the cupboards start opening and, and, and shit like that. And, and, you know, that's a big fear of mine too. Nobody wants to live in a haunted house, but it's, yeah. it's, I guess just a gamble and a risk that we're taking anywhere we go. I'm going to use the drug analogy that you talked about earlier. For for me, the way I see it is, um, you know, if, if you invite things in and if you engage in activities where, you know, people have gone down this path, the the rock star life and you engage in in drugs that, you know, destroy people, um, it's probably going to go that route for you. If you engage in, you know, you know these de- demonic stories yeah. you pull out the ouija board you summon something you do it you know but i think there's legitimate times too and, and paul i'd like to know your thoughts on, on what i'm about to say is i think there are a lot more places that have paranormal activity than we actually realize but i think a lot of people aren't tuned into it and i think that um there are probably about like you were saying earlier paul too there's a large percentage of things that aren't paranormal or you, you were talking about demons specifically but i think you could broader speak and say it's it's paranormal right a lot of 99.9 percent of things aren't like mike was saying too but i think there's a lot going on that people don't hear so you might not be safe 
you know, and, and, and that analogy, it's almost like, you know, the prescription drug that you're taking legitimately that you might become hooked on. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. there might be a legitimate yeah. means and you might not be paying attention to it, but then all of a sudden it's there. So I don't want to say if you don't use a Ouija board, nothing bad happens because yeah. it really, there, there's things that could come through any which way. Yeah. But if you stay away from, you know, the stuff that we know kind of through these stories and everything, then you're pretty, you're pretty well off. That's a really good analogy, actually, right? I, I, think, I, uh, I, I don't Certain need things them. open the door. I agree with you. Um, I, I don't think it has to be something like the Ouija board where you're consciously saying, I would like to meet a demon, but uh, drug use, uh, alcoholism, mental illness, uh, things that may or may not be a conscious choice somehow weaken the barrier between us and them and allow these things to have more influence than they would normally. What all those are, I don't know. You guys would probably know better than I am. But in my experience, after 30 years of defending and prosecuting criminals, I can certainly say that um, certain activity that you engage in really does lower the barrier. Yeah, kind of open gateway drugs almost right i kind of yeah, I yeah, like what yeah. you got at about about the drug though is i don't yeah. i don't shoot heroin so i'm i'm safe all i do is i i just take my prescription oxycontin right and it's like you may still get it from a pharmacy and it may be in an orange bottle with a label and a barcode and you got it from a person with a degree i mean you take enough of those your respiratory system is still going to be suppressed and you're going to die and it's like you might not necessarily it might not be that you are in some inversion of a church with chalk chanting latin and like sacrificing the blood of a virgin right it might be that you're i don't know like manipulating people right you're gaslighting people you're uh, emotionally abusing people you're being a bad parent you're stealing right you're fucking with people that could be the same invitation to evil is that like i don't know no, I, I definitely understand yeah. the, the road you're going down there. And, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, in sixth grade, I remember I took a, a milk carton from school because I, I was really thirsty. So hopefully that's not the case. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm calling, I'm calling 911 right now. <laughs> this was all a sting operation. We got him. What town did you go to? <laughs> we, we got him. It's over. But, but no, that yeah. that's interesting because I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying with like rapists or murder just yeah. you know that kind of evil spirit and how it either mani manifests itself in a human or you know the environment around it and you know maybe to Steve's point there is a lot more of it than we actually realize we just might not be tuned into it because maybe we're just walk into the store so we're not paying attention to something and, and, and just things of that nature so you know it, it's interesting to think about how prevalent it could be not saying whether it is or it isn't but just you know going back to steve's point a good example tommy is is the dream you know the, the mm -hmm. you know, and that happens to a lot of things you know like the, a lot of people similar similar situations my sister's brother or, um, my fiance's brother passed away um, maybe I think it was what late May, early June. And there was a lot of things that happened between with the family members. And again, that's the native American side, um, between being awake, dreaming, 
and communications in between there. So even though they don't live in haunted houses, there's something to it, you know? So it's, I think it can be prevalent anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm going to email you a book. There's a book, uh, his name's Paul Rowland, I think. It's called Nazis in the Occult. And it's just it's like an objective yeah it's just it's like an objective study of like hitler and the nazis obsession with this stuff doesn't claim anything it doesn't claim the de- ultimately he comes to the conclusion he's like i don't think they were possessed he's like i think they were just like terrible people i think they're white supremacists but he right. but what he does get, examine is he's like but regardless of that they had a genuine obsession they had they they had a department that was funded called the Anonerva society and it was all about traversing the world to find objects that may have occult power they didn't just want to harness physical power they also want they, they looked at it as like a means of total war right Enters of the lost ark yeah in real life but, but really but really i mean they do they went to these temples in south america and asia like they actually did this shit and it's like they were so comically evil like of course they did this of course they went like raided temples what Oh, the mustache twirl, the mustache. Yeah, no, twirl. yeah, really. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's not just enough that they have to like incinerate Jews. It's also like, no, we got to go get these evil things from this like blood sacrifice monument. It's like, I mean, do you want to get nuked? This is how you get nuked. Is like, right? It's, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna email you that book. It's, I, I love it. It's terrifying, and I love it. But uh, yeah, I do it, have a quick question for Paul. Um, I. Do you have any experiences that were really kind of defining with the paranormal? Uh, we talked about ours yeah. uh, a little bit earlier. I, I have. I uh, Coming from a, a Christian perspective, that kind of shaped my view of these things. And uh, I have had some experiences. The one that's probably the most interesting for today's purposes is about 20 years ago, I was pointed to a client who had kidnapped a couple of 14 year old girls and uh, taken them out in the woods and ran huge butcher knives through their throats. And one, one of them escaped still alive. Apparently it had missed the, the major arteries and, and veins in the neck and she flagged down a car. So he was caught, but before I met him, there were several young women in the courtroom with t-shirts. His name was Daryl that said, we love Daryl. And I went to meet him. And as soon as I walked in the room, I walked in with the deputy commander of the sheriff's department. We both looked at each other walking in the room. The temperature dropped a good 30 degrees. And it was just, it was, there's no way you could miss it. Every time I talked to this guy, there were those kind of things that were going on around him. And uh, both the, the sheriff's commander and, and I backed out of there and knew that there was something we had never experienced before. And what that was and how it was connected to his torture of these young girls, I don't pretend to be an expert on, but it made me realize that there, there are things that are not defined by the four walls of science. There was certainly nothing wrong with the air conditioning system that could do this every time this young man was in the room or explain why he did what he did or why these other women followed him the way that they did. It was all a very, very sobering experience. It kind of uh, got me interested in these kind of things, even having grown up in a Christian home and, and learned the Christian perspective of all this. So 
I think that was probably the most uh, defining thing that happened to me personally uh, in this area. Powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. I've, I've never heard that story. I saved it for this podcast, Tommy. <laughs> You've been on and off here for six months, and you're just going to come in and blue ball me like that? Just <laughs> show me you. Does our relationship mean nothing, Paul? But but that's a weird thing, right? Is the drop, oh, of, yeah. that drop of temperature that was with Annalise? And that's even that isn't that Dante's Inferno? The center of hell isn't fire. As you go down, as you get closer, it's like the third, third most, the third center most is like you are like, like your tor- your bottom half of your torso is stuck in a frozen lake, and like the second center most, like you're frozen up to your neck, and the center most, like you're frozen over your head. You're in, but the entire thing is like you're away from the warmth of God. You are in mm-hmm. ice, and that's what it is. That's the center of hell is ice. But it, that was a thing, right? With Anna, or Emily Rose, wasn't that the thing? As you go in, they'd say like you mm-hmm. can see your breath. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a very common thing, for sure. Um, of course, Dante gets a lot of credit for our modern conception of hell and evil, but the Bible itself is full of discussions of these things. Uh, Jesus has a lot of interaction with demons, and you can learn a lot about them by looking at the New Testament. Yeah. It's now is that's fucked up though because that's kind of right that's that's kind of like that's kind of contra- contradictory to like what we we're we, we you know we were saying is like you know evil people might just be evil people but then it's kind of like that like shitty meme you see on like Southern Girls Instagram where it's like the devil's greatest trick was convincing us he doesn't exist but like. Mm-hmm. That would be it, though, right? You know, you have people laughing like, these aren't demons, these are just pedophiles. Meanwhile, where else would you then blend in, right? You would blend in as one of them. Because people would be like, no, it's not a demon, this person's just evil. But, Paul, there's your first-hand account. Of- yeah. That doesn't absolve that person of what he did. No, not at all. But I, I, that whatever it was that caused us those strange manifestations I'm sure was all in favor of it and may have even whispered in his ear to give him the ideas to do what he yeah. did yeah no I don't think it absolves them at all the way I look at it as it's not like an explanation or an excuse if they are inhabited by demons whether they're raping children or driving butcher knives through girls throats in the woods whether or not they are I mean even if they are I, I still think that you have to invite that in like back to what you said earlier like the, the invitation there's something whether it's like do you want to experience a rush unlike any orgasm like try out murder like i think you still invite that in so it's like you I'm know it like accomplices almost yes yeah exactly yeah, right beautifully That's exactly said. right um paul were there any was there anything else in addition to just the cold temperature well, there was, it was just a very eerie feeling from him, the way he acted. He was totally detached from reality. He's, um, you, you got a, a very odd vibe from him, uh, almost otherworldly. And I really tried to limit my time with him because, uh, frankly, I didn't feel equipped to deal with it. Uh, the system isn't equipped to deal with it. You can't go to court and say, Your Honor, Clearly, my client's possessed by a demon. Uh, that's been tried, 
but it didn't work. So uh, it was it was basically limited to a, the the uh, cold. And gosh, I got to shut that off. What? Sorry, guys. Um, the cold and, and the, his kind of the way he presented himself. It seemed like he looked right through you, and there weren't any levitating objects or anything like that. But uh, I think maybe if I had been alone at the time, something like that could have happened. But I don't think that uh, demons are much into making a show that could ever be recorded or put on TV or right. things like that photograph I showed you or uh, the one that you were talking about the video. That Those things are really rare for a reason. And I don't think they want the world at large to believe they're, they're around. So there's some truth to the, the shitty meme you were talking about. Yeah. No, they don't want the publicity. Yeah. No, and I, I, I say it as a shitty meme, but you know as life goes on i'm starting to look at it as like as real right you can be an idiot you can be some kim jong-un motherfucker and like we will rain fire on the earth or it's like if you really do want to just do evil you're not going to say a word you're going to quietly go about your business acquire the trigger mechanisms for a nuke and then go pull it off like that's the real evil right is is convincing everyone else that this isn't a thing don't worry about it we're not a threat you know go back to your business but yeah, it, perfect example, Gacy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I was actually just watching this documentary on YouTube the other day. Of I'm this gonna, keep keep talking. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Reaching out to uh, some of the victims' families and asking for forgiveness on his behalf. His sister, his uh, his niece, his daughter. Was it his daughter? Uh, yeah, it was, and they were. Uh, so it was really interesting because they went over the history of the trial and everything too. And I mean. I kind of already, you know, had followed it before in a couple of different uh, podcasts I listened to about biographics on people, but it was really interesting to, to hear from family members what he was like and the changes that he went through. Yeah, he was a fascinating person um, and a community leader. I mean, this guy was the president of the JCs. He, you've probably seen the famous picture of him with uh, Rosalind Carter. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, which is a terrible embarrassment to the, the Democrats. But he was not suspected. He didn't go out saying, I'm an evil man that's, that's doing these things. He had an image in the community, Pogo the Clown. Now, all this that he was doing was not who he really was, but he couldn't advertise that. And, and to this day, we don't know who it was that helped him, but. We're pretty sure he had accomplices, at least for for some of his murders. So, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible. I mean, just terrible. And uh, he got what he had coming to him, I guess. But even in prison, he had favorable treatment. I don't know if you guys have read about that, but no, uh, he, I haven't. Yeah, he made quite a bit of money selling his art. Yep. And at least oh, for an inmate, anyway, he was wealthy and. He paid off guards, and they treated him very well. And even on one t- one occasion, brought him a victim in prison. Oh, well, really? luckily escaped. But uh, it's it's really quite a story. I I recommend you read up on it if you haven't, because he was uh, uniquely uniquely evil for sure. Right, right. So, Paul, do you like? Uh, I, I know you said you were going to the Conjuring House in, in Rhode Island. Hopefully, uh, in a few months. Do you go to different like haunted places and check them out, or? Uh, just getting started with that, actually. Um, Carl is the 
gentleman I told you about has got kind of an in with those kind of things. There's also an abandoned psychiatric hospital here that you can actually rent out for the night. And I thought, you know, wow, what a place to explore this kind of thing. I can't imagine one that would be more of a kind of a locus of this kind of energy in a place like that. Um, and there's other ones. There's uh, the uh, Eastern Pennsylvania Psychiatric Hospital uh, and the other places like that that you can go to and take this tour. And I don't know how much I'll, I'll actually do it. The Conjuring House may be it for me. It just depends on how it turns out. I don't want to feel right. like I did when that uh, client of mine was changing the temperature in the room ever right. again. And if I get that again, that's that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm still stuck on that, Paul. That's an that's an eerie story. Yeah, it's it's not fantastic or over the top. It's just it's just the truth. And when you hear the details of what he did, and the fact that he had other young women, like the Night Stalker, almost, they were coming to court wearing these T-shirts supporting him, and he had been released for a similar crime. He had just gotten out of jail on it, so. I don't know, and I, I'm going to have to follow up on him and see whatever happened to him, but I sure hope he's still in jail. Yeah, I really hope he is. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a happy... Uh, like, I was just going to say, like Iron Maiden says, the evil that men do lives on and on. Yes. It's... Yeah, so if a, if a guy named Daryl, who's about 45 now, invites you to go camping, politely decline. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's face. (laughs) Well, if he's willing to go kill girls, then he's willing to lie about his name. Oh, no, I'm Bill. You want to go camping? Good point. Yeah. Fuck you, Paul. Good point. It's. (laughs) What was that? Did I hear your doorbell, Tommy? Was that your doorbell ringing? I will come to where you live. I will come to where you live, Paul. <laughs> um, quick, quick story for you guys. We were talking about yeah. things funneling. Yeah. So when we went to the Bergen House this past summer, um, it's in Bergen, New York, which is a little bit outside of Rochester. Uh, I never had anything follow me home, but I had some strange things happen the first few nights that we got back. Three nights in a row, actually. Uh, the first night, um, I was in the basement. I was feeding our cats, and uh, I have a basement door. It's like where our the pump room is, and there's like a latch that you just kind of twist, and I'll open it. And I hadn't been in it for weeks, right? And I'm sitting there feeding the cats, and I look up because I see it opening. Right? Oh. I'm like, that's weird. So my first thought is maybe I didn't latch it. And I'm like, I haven't been in there in weeks. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. But, okay, there's a possible explanation. Maybe I just didn't put it as, you know. So I kind of, like, forgot about it. The next night at about 3 a.m., um, we, me and my fiancé both woke up out of a sleep. And she's a hard sleeper. And uh, we heard a knock on our bedroom door. Now, we, we, like I told you, we had cats because I was feeding the cats. Now, the cats at night at 3 a.m. are often, like, running around causing mm-hmm. mischief and all that stuff. So I'm like, it's got to be the cat. And we looked at it, and she's like, the cats never did any sounds like that before. I'm like, yeah, it's it's got to be the cat. You know, let's just it's, chalk it up to the cat. The next night, I heard someone knock on my front door. And the dogs got up. They, they looked their heads, you know, just like anyone knocks. And I go there. There's nobody there. So I reached out to... Uh, one of my psychic friends, she's come on a couple of investigations with us. She owns Greystone Manor. Her name is uh, Heather Madison. Greystone has some great activity going on there. We checked it out a couple of times. And uh, so we did some sage stuff and, and it stopped after that, but it was strange. It was those three nights in a row, knocks, right, or door related, 
and it was right after we came back from the Bergen house. You never told me. Uh, I did. Yes, I did. No, thank you. Uh. So what do you think that is, though, right? I mean, obviously, we're doing an episode about the paranormal. I don't mean that. I mean, like, but it's almost like, right? It's not there to, it's not there to kill you. It almost seems like it's there to just, like, right? Because it's bored? Yeah, bored. Maybe it's just, like, it's giving you a, like, a, um, a proportional response. It's like, you came to my house, welcome to your house. And it's just like, that's it. Like, if you went in there dumping holy water everywhere, it might have showed up at your house and started, like, bursting pipes and, like, breaking shit, right? Right. Yeah, to be honest, I, I, that uh, that situation, I don't know the reason. I, I don't know what was behind it. I don't know if it was all just natural things and it's just coincidence, right? Because coincidences do happen, yeah. you know, but it, it was just strange that it happened in that order. Investigation and these three nights and then it, we sage and it stops, right? And yeah. No more of those coincidences. So I don't know what it was. I think it was just something I think. Oh, you know, I, I in the, one of the blogs I do a spe- or paranormal hierarchy because mm-hmm. I think it takes different levels of energy for different types of interactions. For that holy grail, that full-bodied apparition, um, that photo that you have, that's like a high level of energy because it happens, and, and you said it yourself, Paul, so infrequently to get mm-hmm. that type of thing. But, you know, for dowsing rod sessions to go good, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably about 30, 35% of the time, which is, you know, that's pretty successful most mm-hmm. of the time. So I think those low level things are easier for, um, for whatever's there to, to really communicate with us. So something simple, like a, like a tiny little latch, a knock and audio thing. Those are lower level type, um, energy requirements on the paranormal hierarchy. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, the Carl who had been doing this for 47 years has said that there's only been five or six times the things like that photograph have, have actually happened to him. And he has seen full body apparitions, but, but very rarely, very rarely. What the hell? Paul, you, you think you can get him to come on and do an episode with all of us? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love to. He's a really uh, nice guy. Awesome. Oh, I'd love to be in on that, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be here. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a tell you, right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Do what? He'll, he'll tell you some pretty scary stuff that he's experienced, and uh, the, the the story that he has, which I won't spoil, about the most flagrant haunting he's ever seen. It'll really amaze you. I mean, it's right out of Hollywood. This stuff. Hell? But that's five or six times out of forty-seven years. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little creeped out. A little, <laughs> feeling a little eerie. Do you think and this is like a, a a really like stupid like hacky like <laughs> like joke, like a knock knock joke? But is it our demons just sort of playing good cop bad cop with like angels, and that's how they're getting you to like move towards the light? They're like, all right, hey, we're telling them about bliss and love and no one's golden rule. It's not working. Let's send down some demons. And now people are like, fuck this shit. Like, you know, do you think that could there be right? What better way to learn a lesson where I can be like, hey, it's really you want some money? Money's good. You're like, eh. So then you like you lose your job and you have to go like enlist in the army and you're fighting overseas. And you're like, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to get my GED. Right. It's the stick versus the carrot. 
I don't know. Tough love, huh? Yeah, that's what tough love. God's like, hey, do unto others, milk and honey. Welcome to the Garden of Eden. And we're all like, eh. So he's like, all right, like, yeah. go get him, Lucifer. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like right. the enforcer. Well, I think we can choose. We can choose to do good or to do evil or to do neither. And uh, the consequences of that are up to us. If, if you believe in free will. Yeah. If there's good and there's evil and in my life there's definitely been both you can choose which way you want to follow and and i don't think god's going to interfere with the consequences of your own decisions yeah I, yeah I, I do think there's yeah i think that's very well put yeah I, th- I think too like i think for me personally when we talk about demons or something in human i think it's a more of an animal animalistic type um instinct for them you know it's a for me, I don't think it's as theologically broad. I think it's more like they're just going to feed. They're okay. going to do what they need to do. And that's it. That's that's their primal concern, prime, you know, a primal type um, okay. drive or instinct to them. That's my opinion. Sure. I mean, kind of like the poster behind you, right? It's Jaws. It's not yeah. – they're not there to be like, I'm going to ruin the summer. Like, they're just eating. They're not thinking twice about it. No different than you or I look at crackers versus a chicken. It's not like I'm going to kill that chicken. I'm just like, oh fuck yeah, chicken, right? It's they might just be these beasts that are just like, right? It's all of our little legs under the water at the ocean, and they're just right, like right. easy picking. They show up and they see like an, an Annalise or you know a girl in the woods, and they're just like, oh fuck dinner. They might. Just I think be in my experience, it would be that there are varying levels of intelligence and varying levels of strength and varying levels of ability to, to manifest um, from very low to, to pretty high intelligence, high strength, and pretty scary creatures. I'm uh, not happy about that. <laughs> I have to say, because there's like an old, like hacky joke that I'm clearly like moving into like dad jokes. <laughs> and I've been trying not to say because it it's just so fucking like <laughs> but like if there was like a haunting like in the White House what is the protocol because there it's like house. yeah Ayo. yeah there but, is yeah. but there's but think about it oh wait really yeah oh yeah oh, I thought that was like a political joke no the Lincoln bedroom isn't in there oh I thought you guys were ma- I thought yeah. you I thought you were making oh fuck okay well I was thinking like because what happens you have that and then what is the ultimate sign of, like, power is, like, Secret Service, all former, like, Delta. You know, it's like the we don't bend the knee for anyone, right? Cuban Missile Crisis, they're ready to go on the island, and we're like, we will nuke the world. Like, you got to, like, draw the, the line in the sand, and you have to draw the line with, like, a big dick. You got to be like, yo, uh-uh, big dick energy here. If there's a demon in the White House, are they going to be like, we have to leave? Or is that, like, a sign of, like, American power where we're like, uh-uh, we're not leaving? But you're saying there actually is, so... It sounds more residual based on the stories uh, that I've heard uh, uh, often told. uh, There's a lot of foreign dignitaries that stayed in the Lincoln Room, like Paul was saying, like legitimately respected foreign dignitaries that stayed there over the course of the 20th century. And a lot of them have reported seeing Lincoln's apparition. Um, There's several other reports, too, if you you look into the White House hauntings of different uh, ghosts there. But Lincoln's the most prominent one in the bedroom. And I can't remember the name of... It was either one of the first ladies or is a queen from another country or something like that that stayed in it and specifically saw him tying his boots on sitting on the bed. So is it 
Yeah, I, I would think you're right about it being residual, that, that some events just leave an energy signature mm-hmm. that continues to repeat on loop over and over again, and they can't interact. There's no consciousness there, but it's it's like a moment frozen in time. That's kind of like, that's exactly what you were talking about in your latest blog. You've used an analogy of a Teddy Ruxpin, and like it's a tape and it's back, and it's it just it plays there it has no it has no interaction it just but the interesting thing is what's pushing the button making that happen yeah right yeah right quantum physics i think a spooky interaction at a distance yeah Um, yeah 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 i don't understand that well enough to to give you any further explanation (laughs) yeah but it, it does seem like right it's almost like a glitching character in like a in like a video game where it's just like running into the wall and it's like you can't you know you shoot right through it and you're like well it's just whatever you know you gotta write it off it might be that it's i am just i i'm i cannot resist these just shitty corny jokes that are bubbling up inside of me right now but i was thinking like if there was like a jfk maybe it's only presidents that have been killed and jfk is like specifically only in like women's like laundry rooms and it's just he's trying to (laughs) just trying to dick down everybody but I swear I normally don't make these like cringy jokes, but they're just <laughs> make, making those jokes is going to help protect you. I hope so. Demons are like, yeah, fuck that guy. Worth a like, shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like years too. You know, the uh, the Lincoln death train was reported to have been seen by people in different towns. What is tra- that? The Lincoln death train, the train that carried his body back to uh, yeah Springfield. Um, it was almost like a like a traveling. I don't want to say like circus, but when he was being laid to rest, it went across the country and people have reported in the early 20th century, seeing this apparition of a train, Lincoln's death train going on the train tracks on that route in specific places. Oh yeah. That's insane. That's kind of like that. Hey Arnold episode. I don't know if you know <laughs> Do you remember that one where it's like you take the No, train? I don't. Oh, really? I can't say I do. We just missed it. Yeah. I remember that episode used to terrify me because it was like a ghost train. It was like if you stay on to the last stop, you end up going to hell because people like tell stories about waking up and it's like sulfur, but really it's like what it turns out to be is it's just like a paper mill. And they're like, is this hell? And he's like, I don't think it's that bad, but you know, you don't need to like talk shit about my house. <laughs> but that's insane. So I, could there be like mass? So if there's like a ghost train, like I wonder if there's ever been any sightings at like ground zero nine eleven. Like of that same. Pretty do, sure there has, yeah. Do, do, not just ghosts, but I mean, even like a ghost plane or like a tower, or would you see it at like Hiroshima, maybe, or anything like that, where like a lot of lives were snuffed out at once. So here is the one thing that, because I, I go back and forth with residual hauntings, and one thing I think that is a need for a residual haunting is some sort of. Uh, material where that data, I guess you could say, is memorialized, right? So for the the spirit uh, train, right, it's the tracks maybe, or the wood, you know, the iron that that connects it. Um, For 9-11, I'd be interested to hear what happens at Fresh Kills. Uh, Fresh Kills is the landfill at Staten Island where they brought the, the rubble to, and the rubble was sorted through. And I think, you know, with the buildings being gone, I think that land there probably does have some sort of uh, capacity to memorialize the tragedy that took place there but i'd be interested to hear any stories from fresh kills about where those because there is a memorial where that rubble's buried 
And because uh, now it's a, now it's a park. Now it's a state park. Yeah. It took twenty years and they they converted it to a state park. It's over in Staten Island. Well, we we sold all that. We sold all the uh, the iron and the steel girders. We sold all that to China as like scrap metal. Did we? Yeah, a lot of it, if not most of it. Yeah, I know, like a lot of the concrete rubble sure, and all that stuff. Sure, sure. All that. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely yeah. yeah. So I'd be interested. To, I bet. I bet there's stories and I bet there's stuff that happens out there that people probably don't catch. I mean, it's a park. People aren't living out there. Yeah. But if you're walking, what about out, that ship that they built out of the the steel girders? Oh yeah, there's one that. of them. Yeah. They, oh yeah, yeah that's they, right. They built the navy ship, right? Yeah. The USS Liberty. Yeah. Not I bet there's stuff. I bet if you talk to the crew, I bet there's stuff. Yeah. That's that's weird. That's really weird, man. I wonder if like not even trying to be like woke, but I mean like, but seriously, I wonder if like electronics that are built by like Foxconn in China, where it's a bunch of like people like work to death with nets outside mm-hmm. of the window so they can't commit suicide, or or like clothes stitched together by like kids in Vietnam. I wonder if there could be like any haunting with that like material they like left their own like traumatized impression on i don't know i'm just like kind of pulling examples i don't right, know right right no it, it's a huge rabbit hole i mean and you could go down it you know forever i mean just any sort of tragedy or or, or or thing like that that you can trace its residuals or just what happened after and, and you know try and find something like that fuck <laughs> you're not sleeping tonight are you no i'm not it's actually i have my cross on i am sleeping demons can come fuck <laughs> if demons want to inhabit me you know what i'm just gonna haunt them i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like a clingy girlfriend that sounds that like a sounded like an invitation to me no, yeah. they're, they're gonna come on and be like oh this is like eat this is fresh meat and i'm like never gonna leave them alone I'm going to be like, it's going to be you and me forever. We're going to be haunted for forever. You can meet my parents. They're going to be like, no. I can't stop with the <laughs> shitty jokes. So <laughs> clearly I've been inhabited by just like a douchey middle-aged ghost. It's just like, hey, you got this story? Um, but um, let's wrap this bitch up. Partially because I'm kind of tired. Partially because I'm a little uneasy. And uh, <laughs> don't really want to jump down this rabbit hole anymore. But no, it's all good. Let's um let's definitely do another one, Paul. When I don't want to just like throw this up and like never actually actualize it. Don't, when do you think you'd be able to do one? You want to just like, can we loosely aim for like January? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think if we start getting the the ball rolling now? Yeah, I'll talk to Carl. You think you can send him a text? I'll send you this episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh I'm gonna I'm going to hang out with one of my friends this weekend, so this probably won't be uploaded until like like sunday normally i do it day of but just fyi it's not going to be up till sunday no, it's not good. has nothing to do with that being the lord's day and me wanting to put this up on that day instead <laughs> <laughs> right it's but um fuck do you think demons can survive nuclear weapons oh uh, most likely most likely or do you think nukes really are like nukes like they just pan-dimensional pan-dimensional Dude, that was that was was it Lord Hill Norton? Who is that five star admiral from the UK? There's one of them that said he was like, you know what? The reason why UFOs might have started coming two years after we detonated the first nuke, right? Alamogordo, New Mexico, 1945, July 1945, Alamogordo, New Mexico, July 1947, Roswell, 119 miles apart, two years apart. UFOs are first there. There are they coming to see the nukes? Well, this guy has like. How do we not know that nukes are doing like ten times more damage in like a dimension we can't see? 
I was just going to say that. Uh, yep, I was yeah. just going to say that. What if, like, you know, it's like we do them here and we're like, oh, yeah, no, they're big. They can level a city. And they're like, every time you detonate a nuke, like, you remove a galaxy in another universe. Right, right, yeah. Maybe. So, real quick, before we go, did sure. you guys watch the new season of uh, Unsolved Mysteries? No. 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 So, they're very interesting episode on Netflix on Unsolved Mysteries season two about Fukushima and um, about the uh, monsoon, no, not monsoon, so um, tsunami. The tsunami that came and wiped out, you know, the population of the villages over there. And the sociologists started recording stories of taxi drivers about six months later, often picking up people in the middle of summertime, soaking wet, uh, asking to be driven places. They start their fare, drive them, they get there, that person's no longer in their back seat. Happened like a whole bunch of times. It's funny that he's not barking. Let's <laughs> see. I can see Tommy uh, jump there, but uh, yeah. So, so they started. They had the fair going. So the evidence there is that the taxi driver started their fair and recorded it and recorded the drive. And they get there, they turn around, and the people are gone. And it all had to do with Fukushima, you know. And it's just uh, a really interesting. You guys get an opportunity. What the fuck? <laughs> Why'd you have to throw that in? I thought Why I, not? I thought I had maybe the ghosts are just cheap. Maybe Paul, shut up. Okay, now Paul is taking the court as the, the corny joke. So Paul, you just you just took the put the blame on you. So that's good. Yeah, maybe they're. Just, I did. Yeah, maybe they're just cheap. I don't know, man. You know what? I had a couple more shitty jokes, but I'm gonna keep those bottled up. So um, for next time. Yeah. But um, Steve. Yeah. Email me, uh, email me the link to your blog as well as y'all's pages, and I'll, I'll everyone listening, they'll be in the description and sticky in the top comment. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, just question and comment, comment your, Jesus Christ in heaven, comment your questions. <laughs> and um, let's aim for another, let's aim for a January episode. And uh, Paul, if you would be so kind, uh, contact your your friend. And I guess we've already opened this wrap. We've already opened this uh, Pandora's box. So I guess there's nothing else to do except go forward. I guess you know. I think if you guys brought it on to me, it's now latched on to me, and it's now latched on to all my listeners. So you're all fucked with us. So join the party. And um, and if anybody wants to find us, we're at At the Gates Paranormal um, on Facebook. Yeah. And then we also have At the Gates Paranormal uh, our YouTube channel. That's where you can see. Um, some of the clips of uh, the, the shadow person that we're talking about running. We have a Bergen lighthouse anomaly that we caught, an eight-minute light anomaly that's really interesting in this barn and, and that and that Bergen house in uh, Bergen, New York, that where a couple people were hung uh, in the 1800s. Uh, yes. So, the, and we have a few episodes, the Wayne County Museum episode, something turns on the lights, we see a mist go up and kind of go up right when these lights go on. And a lot of cool uh, things that we happen to catch on camera, so... Uh, at the Gates Paranormal on YouTube, yeah. and then my blog's called The Paranormal Paradox. So if anybody searches it uh, on Google, it'll pop right up, and you guys can check it out. Yeah, send me, send me, uh, just send me like a, a list of the links, and I'll copy and paste them and put them right in. Now I was going to say 2013. Sorry, I'm not over yet. 2013, when I interviewed at Tulane Med School, they had the the hospital, and I remember seeing it as we were walking. And I was like, "What in the world is that?" Because it just looked like this haunted building, and they're like, "Oh, that was like the whatever." the main hospital but you could see like the flood line from katrina they're like they had to leave it because like the flood came shut off the generators and like killed a bunch of people on life support dude i bet that building's haunted as fuck i would yeah i would i would not put it past no well this was thoroughly unsettling um 
I appreciate it though, guys. That was a. I appreciate. It. Thank you for coming on. I know that I I interrupt nonstop. I swear nonstop. I have the the manners of a of a caveman, and um. Well, I'm not sorry for it, so I don't know why I'm saying it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, no. It's all, I mean, we, this was a great conversation, and just yeah, getting awesome. into it, and you know, it, it's yeah. uh, talking with you and Paul. Yeah, it was awesome. It's, right? Yeah, the, this rabbit hole that we could go down, and it feel like we could just talk forever about it. So yeah. we, we definitely appreciate it. Well, hell yeah, let's do a part two in January, and um, Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I don't. I can't speak for any of them, but I am a good person. <laughs> Satan, be gone. Amen. All right. All right, my dudes. Well, you guys have a good weekend. Stay safe, everybody. Merry Christmas. God bless America. And if you're not scared about COVID and the election, just be terrified of demons because we're all fucked. So, all right, my dudes. You guys take it easy. I'll send you the link. It'll probably be on Sunday when it's up. But um, please do send me a, uh, just an email with all the shit in it, and I'll copy and paste that so I have that. And, uh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. That was fun. Awesome. Thank you, my friends. Sure, nice to meet you, gentlemen. I'm very sorry I was late, Paul. That's Paul. That's unforgiven, and uh, that's I will not forget it. That's all right. I'm forgiven. I understand. Happy belated birthday, Paul. I completely forgot. I'm sorry. Thank you. There you go. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday birthday to you. All right, my friends. Till next time. Take it easy. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.